Thank you for listening. It's Tuesday here on the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. We're talking about joy today. And yesterday, I took you to 1 John chapter number 1. Why don't you go there again, if you have your Bibles there handy. 1 John 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Remember, that's Jesus. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. Now notice that word, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So he mentions fellowship a couple of times there. And then verse 4, these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Yesterday we noticed that God wants your joy to be full. That's God's will for you. For you to have joy if you're a Christian. Now, by the way, there is no joy if you are not saved. There can't be. There can't be. You have nothing to look forward to. You're unforgiven in those dark, quiet moments of life, and you're all alone. It's unbearable to be by yourself because you are not forgiven. You're not right with God. But once you are, once you accept by faith, by faith only, the gift of eternal life that Jesus paid for our sins, rose again, and offers that gift, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, okay? That's God's will for you, to be saved, to trust Christ. That's why he died and rose again. But then now, as a Christian, God wants your joy to be full. It's only natural. It's supposed to be that way. Now, where does that joy come from? Well, I sort of alluded to it here when I said your uh, will, God's will for you, your uh, plan for your life from God is to be saved. When you get saved now, you have fellowship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is your mediator or go-between. Jesus has reconciled you to the Father. Whereas before you were a stranger, an alien, an enemy to God, the Bible uses all those words to describe us, before we're saved, now we are a child of God, a son or daughter, whatever you are, of God. You see, everything is different now. And now we have fellowship with God, whereas before we did not. Fellowship brings joy. That's where joy comes from. Fellowship brings joy. So God wants your joy to be full, and fellowship with God brings that joy. Jesus was talking in John chapter 15, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Now, if you know anything about that chapter, what is he talking about? He's talking about abiding in him and keeping his commandments, basically having fellowship with him, abiding in him. Now, what is fellowship exactly? Okay, let's define the term. That always helps me to understand something if we know exactly what we're talking about. So what is fellowship? Fellowship is companionship, uh, mutual association of people on equal terms, association, partnership, communion, close familiarity, the best fellowship you'll have is with someone who is like-minded. That's why a lot of times in church, you'll hear um, a get-together called a fellowship. That seems to be a Christian word. 
If you're going to stay for ice cream after church, people would often call it an ice cream fellowship or, or whatever, anything before, after uh, youth activity. A lot of times you call it a fellowship. Now, why is that? There, there's a good reason for that, because church fellowship, as in church, literally, I, I mean, when I say church, somebody that's saved with other, uh, you know, people that are all saved, not just people that happen to be there. Uh, it's different. Church fellowship is different than a community get-together or an after-business uh, get-together for appetizers or something. While a Christian can get along and be friends with a non-Christian, of course, there can never be the close, intimate fellowship that is found in a fellow believer, because the Spirit of Christ bears witness within both of those people. You both have the Spirit of God. You're both children of God. Uh, if you're in First John, go over to First John 4. Verse three, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already it is in the world. And so we're talking about having fellowship with God, the spirit of fellowship. And so if somebody wants to really get along, by the way, we'll talk about unity in a church right here. If you really want to have great unity in a church, you will pray for revival in that church. Because as two people get closer to God, closer to his word, the better fellowship they'll have, the closer they will be. If a husband and wife want to get closer to one another, definitely schedule dates, hang out together, talk, put the kids to bed, whatever stage of life you're at, put the kids to bed, hang out together, talk together, enjoy each other's company. But really... If you really want to have a great marriage, both of you will personally and separately get close to God. We'll have fellowship with God because fellowship with God brings joy. Fellowship with God brings unity. And fellowship with God is our privilege as believers. And what is it based on? It is based on the blood of Jesus. Back in 1 John Chapter 1, verse 7, it says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. It's the blood of Jesus. I think a lot of times people get hung up, maybe a husband and wife relationship or something. You get hung up on specifics, very nitty gritty situations. Uh, that he did this. He never does this. He said this. I wish he'd help with this. Or she says this. She doesn't understand. And really what we're dealing with is really what we're always dealing with is carnal people. If, if I have a problem with somebody else, I need to check myself first. Am I having fellowship with God? Because if I get close to God and then you get close to God, really, I can't control you. But if a husband and wife are counsel to both get alone with God, have fellowship with God, walk with God, they'll get close to God. And before you know it, that husband and wife are both closer to God and therefore they're closer to each other. They have unity and they have joy in that relationship. There's no joy in a home where sin abounds. But by the way, good news, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. If there's sin in a home now, it can be reconciled today because God is a God of grace. God is a God of restoration which kind of goes along with what I like to say next. So God wants your joy to be full. Fellowship brings joy. Fellowship with God brings joy. But then the closer you get to God, 
the more sensitive you become to sin. Because fellowship illuminates sin. Back in 1 John 1 verse 4, And these things write be unto you, that your joy may be full. Verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Whoa! If you if you say you have fellowship with him, but you're walking in sin, uh, liar, you lie and do not the truth. Come on now. That's what it says. Uh, where is it? Uh, I think in Galatians it says, uh, uh, walk in the spirit and you shall not uh, fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Because if if one is the case, you're walking in the spirit. I said this last week. Uh, then you fulfilling the lust of the flesh, it's not going to happen. But if you're fulfilling the lust of the flesh, you're not walking in the spirit. The two cannot coexist. It's oil and water. And so here, if we're saying that we have fellowship with God and we're walking in darkness or walking in sin, come on, it's not true. Because when we get close to God with fellowship, walking with God, talking with God, loving God, fellowship illuminates sin. Why is that? Because God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Fellowship illuminates sin, but God is willing and able to restore. We're going to look at that probably tomorrow. I'll let you go for today, but God bless you. Thank you for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.